Hello and welcome, Baylor Bears fans, to this season five, episode two of Please Bear With Me. And we have a fully loaded show here. Shortly, I'm going to be joined by Paul Catalina of Sikkim 365 Radio. We are going to be talking all things Baylor football. And I want to thank Paul for allowing me to come down to the Sikkim 365 studio, get under the bright lights, and use some professional equipment. <laughs> I definitely felt out of my, out of my element down there. Uh, but, but thank you, Paul. And then Scotty, he's going to join me again. We're going to go through that Baylor football schedule game by game. Then we'll give you a floor and a ceiling for the team. We've got a great episode up and coming, so please bear with me. Paul, thanks for coming on. We appreciate you being here. Oh, hey, I'm happy to do it, Travis. And uh, you, uh, your dad and I are good close friends, so uh, yeah, known I've, him for a long time. Yeah, I haven't seen him in a while. He's putting put you through a, a couple workouts, hasn't he? Uh, just a couple. Yeah, I need. To, I haven't been in a little bit, so I need to go see him. Uh, I'm sure he misses you. I, I don't know if he does or not. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So, uh, well, hey, I want to start with Coach Aranda. And what I've noticed is Coach, he seems a little bit more comfortable, a little bit more relaxed this year. And have, have you noticed a change in, in, in that aspect? And is he finally just starting, starting to get his feet under him? Yeah, I think so. I think he's re more relaxed. We talked to him at Big 12 Media Days. And he, I, like, people, I think people try to apply different logics to jobs that are rare. So, like, if you're a big-time college football coach, the same logic of your job doesn't apply to the same one of mine. But, like, look, if it was your first day at a bank and the, your first day at a bank was in the middle of a, an international crisis, you know, like, okay, say your first day at the bank was, you know, the, you know Black Tuesday or whatever it was right. in 1929, like, you wouldn't really adjust to your first year on the job all that well. And I think that's true for not only Dave Aranda, but, you know, first-year coaches around the country that had to adjust on the fly, like, you're putting a new staff together. Together, you're meeting people. I mean, heck, he didn't meet parents face to face until the yeah. spring game this year. So for a Man. year, those things that you normally do, nobody did. So I don't know how, like, you know who was comfortable last year in their first year? Sociopaths. Like, you know, <laughs> that's who was. Like, if you if you were comfortable last year in COVID, you're nuts. You're completely nuts. Right. You know, that's who you are. So Dave Aranda is a very emotionally mature person, and I think that that's grown in this last year. And one of the things I asked him at Big 12 Media Days was, do you know what to do now or do you now know what not to do? Because that's your first year. Like, okay, well, I'm not doing this again. Yeah, yeah. Like, this seemed like a great idea at the time. I'm not doing this. And for him, it's probably a little bit of both, and that'll continue to, to grow. But, yeah, he's much more comfortable. The staff is much more comfortable. The staff is more guys like him. Yeah. You know, I think okay. – you know, obviously the defensive staff didn't really change. Right. And the offensive staff, you know, wholesale changed outside of Sean Bell. You know, so those guys are all, you know, Grimes and Mateos. Those are all Aranda guys. Larry Fedora, Joe Wickline, you know, 
George Munoz, I, I don't know if they were Aranda guys. I don't think they're bad coaches. I think right. Larry Fedora, it's been a long time since he called plays. Yeah. You know, Joe Wickline, you know, got dealt the worst hand he could possibly get dealt. But it also, like, you know, like, first year, okay, this didn't work out. I'm not going to try to make it work when it wasn't working before. Yeah. Yeah. So I think those things will mean he's much more comfortable. Yeah, and I think we need to give him a, a – credit where credit is due and saying hey this didn't work i need to make a change well, how many times have you seen that like where a coach just it's not working everybody seems to know it but him yeah and he yeah. keeps going because of some preconceived loyalty no look this is a, it's a zero-sum game in sports you know there's no like there's only one currency in college football when it comes to coaches do you win do you win and you know, right now he's at a deficit. You know, he's he's taken out a loan at two and seven. Now I do think that for Baylor that should be a wash because again, it was weird last year. Weird. And I don't think anybody will quite ever understand how bad COVID hit. Like how bad it hit the basketball team. The basketball team had the benefit of being the best team in the country. The football team it hit them just as bad numbers wise, you yeah. know, percentage wise. But they weren't the best team in the country. So like right. the basketball team had the benefit of being better than everyone else in the whole country and being able to navigate through that. Plus with the benefit of watching what happened with the football season before them. Well, with football, my God, I mean, like nobody knew, like ever, like making it up as they go. Like all right, well, you know, okay, you know. Monday, okay. Tuesday, okay. Wednesday, okay. Thursday, oh, crap. Like, you know. Right, the, and then Thursday, it's like, okay, well, we maybe we won't have 10 guys. Oh, no, we won't have 22 guys. Well, how do you do that? The Oklahoma State game, honestly, should not have happened. Oh, man. I Like, if oh, I – Oh, man. I bet you if they could go back and say, we don't have enough pl- – like, I think they had enough players. They didn't have enough coaches. <laughs> I mean, you know. Oh, man. So, that shouldn't have happened. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. it just – yeah. Following up on that, moving to the offensive line, talking about, I mean, I think there was a time where I don't think we had the same five guys in a practice um, at, at any time. No. How can you get better? I think, I, look, here's a, here's my deal on the offensive line. I think that they'll be better just because they've gotten to practice more. I still think they have a bit of a talent deficit in that they're not like – there's not a lot of guys in that offensive line that if you were, I always think about like, okay, if you were a level above where Baylor is right now, and I think in their, like their true identity is a six and six, seven and five. If everything goes really well, eight and four team right now, mm-hmm. just because they've got a lack of experience on offense at some key positions. But this is a team that should be in a bowl game. They should be in a bowl game. Yeah. If the season was normal last year, you would think they probably would have gotten a bowl game, you know, like, you know, no COVID probably go six and six, seven and five. Right. Yeah. You know, and those, those, pre-Big 12 games. Yeah, yeah. Pre, you know, so that's, that's where they're at. You know, like, would they still have all the same problems that they had? Yes, they would not have been as, you know, magnified. But I think, here's what I think with the offensive line. Uh, they'll be better just by new system, new coaches, practicing all together. De- like, legitimate depth where, you know, you have competition. Yeah. Now, does that mean that those guys are good? Like, would would Oklahoma look down and be like, I want five of those guys? Probably not. Um, you know, so that's what I try to think of. Like, would Iowa State want them? Eh, maybe not. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I think they're probably on par with, a, you know, a good number of the teams in the league and a good number of the teams that they'll play. They're probably equal in that talent, which means that, look, they don't have to be uh, great as a matter of fact, by the standard they set last year, they don't even really have to be good. 
they have to be average yes. and they'll be a lot better because the defense is really good. Absolutely. So if your goal, like I think about it with the Cowboys defense, you know, the Cowboys defense last year was the, you know, historically worst in the history of their franchise, never worse. And they've been around since 1960. So, you know, in 60 years of Cowboys football, the defense was never worse than it was, but the offense when Dak Prescott was healthy mm -hmm. was never better than it had been. So if you can just get the defense up to barely passable, then you're going to win more games. Right. If you get it up to average, you'll win a lot of games. Now, what that means down the line, who knows? But sometimes I think fans want teams to go from total crap to total diamond. And I don't, I don't think that that's reasonable. Most of the time, like, look, if you're total crap one year, like if you get me to, you know, average, I'll take it as reasonable growth. Right. Now, fans are, you know, we're unpatient as human beings, you know, just generally. But, you know, I, I, I think that the offensive line will be better. They will be able to do more things on offense. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure you're going to get into the quarterback thing, which, for sure, again, that is a big question mark. But I do think that if the line is better around whoever the quarterback is, whoever the quarterback winds up being may not be the guy who starts the first few games. But if that gets better around them, then they can let, you know, the other quarterback come in. I'm sure we're going to get into that. But, like, yeah. those are the things that would be key. Those five guys in the line have to be better. Right. If they're better, the wide receivers will be better, the running backs will be better. Definitely. And the quarterback question becomes – less important doesn't mean it's not important but it's not one of those oh dear god what are we going to do things? right right so what i'm hearing from you is you you think we are maybe lacking a little bit of talent but with the addition of grimes and mateos coming in and maybe moving to a zone blocking scheme that that's gonna help us be average yeah or is larry allen on this line no <laughs> you know like i don't think yeah. so but i do think you have some good players i don't yeah. think you have I don't think you have a lot of road graders. Mm -hmm. I don't think I don't think this is, you know, Texas 05 just knocking fools out of the right. way. But I do think that you can do some things. And offensive and defensive line are the two hardest positions to recruit. And very few teams are good at both. You know, mm -hmm. Alabama's good at both, but they're out like take out the teams that are good at both at everything. Yeah. Like yeah. they have good wide receivers and defensive backs. They have good running backs and linebackers, like all the way across the board. They're they're good. I mean, like take out those top seven, eight teams. Right. You look at it like you get down in like, OK, look at Florida. You know, Florida has really talented wide receivers and running backs. <laughs> Terrible defensive backs right now. Mm -hmm. It's hard to get both, even when you're good. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, and, and offensive and defensive line is that's the X factor that me that, you know, keeps you winning year in and year out. Definitely. So when you're turning through the big guys and you have the best big guys, you know, if you look at every national champion of the last, I mean, almost probably of all time, but especially recently, the teams with the best defensive lines and the best offensive lines are the ones who win. Yeah. You yeah. know, starts up front, starts yeah. up front. So let's talk quarterback now. Um, I'm kind of in your camp. I think that maybe the quarterback we see start games one and games two might not be the quarterback that ends up starting, say, when week eight rolls around. So when week eight rolls around and Texas does come to Waco, who do you see in that starting position? I'm going to make a bold prediction here. Okay. And, and, and this is uh, uh, nothing other than I think this is the guy who has – more long-term starting potential. Uh, I think Blake Shapin's the quarterback by that time. Wow! I okay. think he's throws the he's the best, most well-rounded guy, but he hasn't played at all. Right? He hasn't you know practiced for a whole regular season. You know, he came in 
you know, during chaos. So I think that I think he's the guy eventually. And look, he may only be the guy for a year or two before Kyron Jones comes in and, you know, grows into a man. And he's already, I don't know if you've seen that guy he's, up close. He's been here in the studio. He's already a big kid for, for 18 years old. So when he gets to be like a college athlete big yeah. and college athlete developed, then that's going to be a thing that's going to kind of go on and on for a little bit. But, you know, I think Jacobs, you know, we've seen enough of him to realize that like he's got a lot of arm talent for sure i don't know if he's a like if he's the guy and and you know i hope that like i hope they're all three the guy i don't think that that's really reasonable or possible and i think we know with 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 gary bohannon by now i think bohannon probably starts early on because i think he's the best combination of you know, mobility plus arm strength. Does that mean he's the best overall quarterback? No. And look, all three of these guys might get a chance to start before the year is out. And that does not mean that they won't be 7-5 to or a bowl team. That just means they might be growing into what they are. Right, right. So, yeah, I've been mainly in the camp of... You're good. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been been mainly in the camp of... Zeno and Bohannon. I've been leaning towards Zeno since since last year, and I have switched my tune o- over to Bohannon just from a a playmaking standpoint. I think we talk about the offensive line earlier and how we hope it can be average. And if you don't have a very good offensive line, you you probably need a playmaker there at quarterback. And so that's kind of why I've I've been leaning towards Bohannon. But man, I I really haven't given shape in any any thought honestly. Yeah, I think I think overall he might be the best one of the three Mm -hmm. but again he's also the youngest one of the three he has the least amount of experience which is why i'm saying like by game eight when you got five games left in the year you know that to me is when you probably go to a guy like blake shapen it's probably not it might be a little before that but i would say the quarterback who starts the first six games and the quarterback who starts the last six games not necessarily the same guy and look if it is the same guy that's probably great news right like yeah that means something works it's it's not it's not it's not probably not bad news i mean either something worked or something terrible happened but i think it means something worked and the offense has gone along i don't you know i don't know if that's the case and this team's in a a place where that doesn't have to be the case right now they're not a team that's going to win the national championship right they're probably not a team that's going to contend for the big 12 championship stranger things have happened but let's see what this team is after this year and see where they grow give them a chance to adjust to who they are for sure for sure switching over to running back Who's going to lead the Bears in rushing this year? You sent this question to me early, and I, this is the one, honestly, of all the things you've sent to me, yeah. this is the one that I've racked my brain about the most. Really? Yeah, because quarterback, I've kind of had this feeling for a while, and then talking to people, you kind of get like, yeah, well, maybe that's what it is. Mm-hmm. But running back, it's weird because the most talented back is probably Squirrel Williams, mm-hmm. the biggest playmaker. The most well-rounded back is Treston Ebner, who I think probably makes more of an impact in the passing game than the running game. All told, although it might be more even, mm-hmm. I think the leading rusher is going to be Abram Smith. I think I think in the zone blocking scheme in the wide zone, I think he's the one who fits it best. So he's the one who's going to get the most amount of carries in that. And I think that Ebner and, and Squirrel uh, fit in 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 different spots you know like they fit in as playmaker roles and change of pace but you know look it's college football um you know you can do a lot of different things in offenses what it surprised me to see two guys you know near a thousand yards or or three guys you know if you have one guy that's got 800 one guy that's got 650 and one guy that's got 480 yeah i mean you know wouldn't surprise me at all that wouldn't surprise me if that's what this offense is or if you have a guy at a thousand a guy at 750 and a guy at 500 yeah like that wouldn't surprise me at all either yeah yeah i think uh 
Man, I, I, I think my hottest take on that running back situation is I, I love Tresson Ebner. We all love Tresson Ebner, but I just don't. I think he only needs about five to eight carries a game. I think. And I think. I think if you give him like uh, eight to twelve touches a game, touches you, in, yeah. in the offense, and then you've also got him in kick returns, then right. that's where he's going to be most effective. And look, he's a professional player. He's going to be a pro player. Dress uh, Abner. Like you're not that athletic and not get a shot at the pros. For sure. But where his future in the pros is is probably not at running back. It's probably at wide receiver, mm -hmm. at a special teamer. That's probably what he is. Mm -hmm. So. I think this offense allows him maybe to do more of that. I'm surprised they didn't do more of that with him last year. Right. But I don't think they really knew. And this is not a knock. I don't think that they knew what they were really doing last year. And, and like, it's a knock and it's not a knock. I think Larry Fedora came in and he did things. His biggest mistake on offense, especially when it came to the running game, was he did things how he always did them when circumstances dictated last year that you have to do things different. Yeah. And... But sometimes, look, you're coaching as long as Larry Fedora is and you've done as much stuff as he has. You know, do I mean, until until you've proven it doesn't work, you know, which last year, you know, early on, he should have <laughs> known it wasn't working. But again, like you also don't know week to week who's going to be at practice. You know, so true. talking to all these coaches at Big 12 Media was funny. It was like, you know somebody get, comes and gets tapped on the shoulder and has to leave. Then three other guys go, Oh, we were at dinner last night. You know, we, we, yeah. ate, you know, we ordered a pizza at our apartment last night. Like I'm next, you know? And then if they're not, they're like, well, what happened? You know, like that's a miracle, mm -hmm. but the psychological terror of last year, uh, will still a little bit be with teams, especially with unvaccinated players and things you have to worry about. But if you're over a certain threshold, I think you should be all right. Also, I think, the peer pressure to get it yeah. will make like the thing is all it's going to take is one team somewhere in the country to have to forfeit like happened in the college world series. Right. If that happens and the college world series, they were making an example to try to, to tell other sports, all that's going to have to happen is early on. Somebody has to forfeit because they couldn't hit the threshold because right. they had a, a bunch of people who won't get the vaccine. And then you'll see some shots because oh, yeah. you don't want to be, oh, the, yeah. you don't want to be the guy who's like, Oh, it was me. I was the one who, right, who right. caused it. Like, yeah, you don't want to be that guy. You can stand on your stance all you want, but believe me, I mean, politics and personal beliefs aside, uh, everybody in the room staring at you like you cost them something. Yeah, they might they might not say it, but uh, the, the feeling is there. Everyone knows when you're the one who farts in an elevator. And, like, that's <laughs> – I think that's how people are going to feel. Like, But, like, the fart in the elevator, the good thing about farting in an elevator, you get off the elevator and you never see those people again. Uh, exactly. The thing is, this is the farting on the elevator in your own building where you see them all the time and you know the, air, the elevator farter. So, like, that's what it's going to be. You don't want to be that for the rest of your life. So I think there will be more people – you know, up, up at that level, um, as things get closer and, you know, as the schools get, can sit down and say like, look, here's, here's the reasonable things. Like we can go through all the risk. If you have other risk factors, like certain people have autoimmune diseases, like they, they might be prone to Guillain-Barre. So like, there's a reason that you may not want to get it because there's a small subsection of people who've gotten Guillain-Barre. And so you don't want that again. And I, you know, I, I, I think that that, uh, I think that'll change. So, you know, um, I mean, that was a tangent off of a tangent off of a tangent. But, you know, I, I do think that this offensive group compared to last year will – I mean, like, everybody's going to have to adapt. Right. And I think this group is 
they had to adapt last year at BYU, and they had a great season. You know, yeah, so sure. they'll they'll adapt and adapt and adapt and adapt on down the line. Yeah, and at least you know we'll have offensive coaches that are all on the same page, running the same offense. Yeah, that and was that's a positive. That was sure. another thing. Was like, okay, well, you bring those three guys in. Well, they haven't coached together either. Yeah. So and then you have to do everything on Zoom. So like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this, and we're going to do. All, it, it was not. It was not a plausible way to run a football team. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, like it was the way they had to do it, but it wasn't. It wasn't at all reasonable, you know. Um, it was all taped together with duct tape and hot glue. Yeah, yeah, it, was, yeah it wasn't. It wasn't going to work, and yeah. so uh, it was probably worse than it should have been at times. But again, like, you know, it, <laughs> if you ask me if I'm going to get run over by a hundred trucks, like the first one's going to kill me anyway. So <laughs> you might as you well know? bring on the other ninety nine. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> all right. I mean, like, yeah. you know, I was already flat in the street, so yeah. we'll see. Um, so I'm calling audible here on my last question here and okay. just ask you what you're, what you're most looking forward to this season. I'm looking forward to seeing a full season. Yeah, like that's what yeah. I like, you know, fans in the stands, even if it's not, you know, packed to the gills, I'm looking forward to, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing this team, you know, not look like, and this is not, here's what's not going to happen this year. This team's not going to go out and look like, you not know, a team. they just showed up and met each other that day. Yeah. Like they're going to look like a team. So whether that means, you know, eight wins or, or six wins, and, and like I think the floor is five. And five to me is if you're just ravaged with injuries on defense. Because I don't think the difference between teams four and team eight in this league, and maybe even team nine if Texas Tech can get better. Like I think the gap between – Four and eight is is not very big. You know, I think you're talking about a lot of one-possession games. I think one and two is a big gap. I think Oklahoma State, to me, is in there. Well, we even say three and eight because TCU, Oklahoma State, Texas, West Virginia, Baylor, you know, Kansas State, like, they're kind of, to me, all together. right there, yeah. You know, like, Kansas is obviously going to have, like – They're going to struggle. They're going to struggle. Texas Tech has less of an identity than anybody, so we don't know who they are. We have the teams at the top. The teams in the middle, you know, I th- it's it. Who we'll knows? see what happens. Who you knows? know, Oklahoma State could wind up being really good if Spencer Sanders grows up and stays healthy. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, if Jarrett Dagey can, you know, bus drive that offense in West Virginia, they'll probably beat some people. Kansas State stays healthy at quarterback. They'll probably win some games. Mm-hmm. They, you know, that style of football wins games. You know, they play defense and run the ball. You know, you know Baylor. You know. If their offense gets better, then they'll win some games. So it's all, you know, it's all like a, you know, like a, a sliding scale of, of what it is. And Texas, you know, Texas is the biggest wild card. And that, look, C. Oh, Sarkeesian man. is going to use their playmakers more. But outside of B. John Robinson, who, who is that? Who's that really? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah. do they have guys that maybe have already hit their peak? And, like, how do you work that in? So, yeah, Texas probably going to win some games. But are they going to be – you know, well, they're ranked 21st in the country now. Yeah. Are they going to be that team? I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, that might be fair to rank them 21st because even the last, I mean, they won seven games last year. You know, there wasn't, you know, it wasn't bad by any stretch of the imagination, but you know, that's not, you're not paying a coach, what you're paying Tom Herman to get, you know, every game's close and, 
and half of them are like, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know why he's doing this. Like, and an offense that is designed to murder your own quarterback. Yeah. Like yeah. that's yeah. Like it, it would not surprise me if like he just sets up a hit on a guy after the thing. Like because like with Sam Ellinger, you see what's happening in Colts camp. I know it's preseason, it's early, but early returns are good on him. Sam Ellinger was the same player as a freshman as he was a senior. Mm-hmm. And I think with Texas, I think what you'll see with Steve Sarkeesian is actual talent development, which should scare the SEC and not the Big 12 because we know that's over. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Um, but, you know, Sam Ellinger's in camp with Frank Reich for a couple of months, and here he is like, oh, man, this kid can can get good. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. Well, well this should, maybe shows you that, you know, what he was, you know, he was on a hamster wheel at Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, all I got for you, Paul. That's all I got? All yeah, right. Man, that's Good all deal. I, got. I, I really appreciate it, man. I hey, really anytime you need me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And now here's Scotty and I talking game by game predictions. Let's let us let us go through this season projections here. You want to uh, do you want to go game by game, or do you just want to say like floor and a ceiling? I'd love to go game by game. Uh, all right. Do you want to do the Texas State Texas this. Southern? Oh, oh, I'm sweet. showing Travis right, my chart it. to those of you who aren't on the Zoom call, <laughs> which is everybody. Uh, well, do you want to do Texas State Texas Southern? You want to just start with every game or do Big Twelve games? Man, let's talk about every game. So I'll all start right. with I'll just I'll just tell you this, man. I'm looking. The schedule sets up really nicely for Baylor. It's a it's overall. a great schedule. For, There's some for scary sure. road games, but this schedule sets up really nicely. So, you know, um, you should start. Let's just I'll st- I'll say this, and you can chime in as as you like with any of these games. Mm-hmm. If there's more we need to talk about, you should easily, like without blinking, start the season three and zero. Easy and. And it doesn't matter who I know that it's like, well, you're not beating anybody, and that's that's exactly why you should start three and But the even the confidence you can gain in those easy wins, yeah. I think is is really important. So I look at Texas State, Texas Southern, and Kansas, and I think, man, what a, coming off a two and seven season, what a gift. I agree. That, you know, by September eighteenth, we should be three and Yeah. Let's let's use those three games. Let's get our feet under us. Let's kind of figure out some offensive line stuff. Let's figure out who we're going to put in at quarterback, you know, and and I think, you know, heading into that Iowa State game, let's have our feet under us with some confidence um, playing play Iowa State at home. Um, got a great opportunity to uh, maybe knock them off that Big 12 championship track. Um, I don't think we do it. Iowa State's really, 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 really good. Um, so I think we do, we do drop that one to, to Iowa State at home. So I... Uh... You'll see here. I <laughs> I'm showing Travis the chart again. I've got some games marked in green and some in yellow and some in orange. So because I didn't have a red highlighter. So uh, green games are are for sure wins for me. Yellow games are kind of question marks. Ooh, I like this. Could I like go this. either way. And then the two orange games are games that I just think we absolutely are going to lose, and it doesn't matter what we do. So uh, Iowa State, I've got as a yellow game. I think I think there is a chance we can win that game. I think part of what's great about this schedule, not only is it a, ba- a Baylor-friendly schedule, but outside of Oklahoma, every team in the Big 12 this year has major question marks. New starters at pivotal positions. Major questions about some aspect of the team. Uh, Iowa State, uh, we don't know if they've got a quarterback. 
I mean, we do, but we don't, right? And so, because uh, Brock Purdy left, right? Or did I make that up? No, I don't think Purdy left. Purdy's... I thought he was done. Nah, Purdy's rocking and rolling, man. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that, that may you... that may have uh, may have changed your we tune to, there. We need to raise the budget in the R and D. I'm so sorry. Okay, I thought okay. Well, Brock Purdy then is like one of those Perry Ellis type guys that just was in school for eight years and never left. Um, it does change my tune a bit. I still think we can win that game. I, I think we can win that game. I, I agree. I, I do think we can win that game. Especially because it's in Waco. It's, that's 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 a big part of it. That being said, that being said, I have it as an L. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so Iowa State, and then we head on up to Stillwater. Um, yep. Our, viewer, our, our listeners know you and I both hate Stillwater. Oh, um, gosh. I think Oklahoma State's going to be pretty pretty dang good this year, and I think I think we dropped two here, so I think we were three and two and lose to Oklahoma State. Okay, this time I did do my research. <laughs> <laughs> so so Oklahoma State, I I I also have it marked as an L, but it is only because it's in Stillwater. If this game was in Waco, I'd pick Baylor, and I think I'd pick Baylor big. That sounds really cocky after what happened last year. But, mm-hmm. uh, Oklahoma State uh, does get one. You've got to hope that Spencer Sanders stays healthy. And he hasn't been able to so far. For sure. Two, you lost Chuba. Three, you also lost your top three receivers from last year, including yeah. Tyler. Do not underestimate not only Tylen Wallace leaving, but Dylan Stoner. Oh leaving. yeah, yeah. Do not Stoner's under- awesome. That that bro was a baller. I love okay? Stoner, and and really tore Baylor up on some things. So, um, you know, it is Mike Gundy. The offense is going to put up points. Uh. I've got it as an L, but I think that I've got that game as a yellow could win game because I, I think I, I think so too. Depending, depending on like if we were to beat Iowa State and have some momentum going up, if Oklahoma State starts slowly, if Spencer Sanders is hurt, I, I just think there's some factors there that could get um, make that game close. But yeah, I, I've got that as an L. Yeah. I, I agree. I think they lost a lot of offensive weapons, and I don't have a lot of confidence in, in Sanders. So. I think defensively we can really stop them, but it's just really going to come down to, to our offensive production, which is I agree. suspect. Um, okay, so we're three and two. We're heading in for a three-game home stint. Um, West Virginia, I've got us uh, coming back strong and, and, and beating West Virginia. Ah, so this is where we disagree very strongly. Oh. This, is, this is one of my two orange games that I Ooh. think we absolutely will not win. Really? I, I I think West Virginia is going to be your surprise team in the Big 12 this year. Um, they have no question about who their starting quarterback is going to be. Jarrett, uh, is it Dodge or Doge? Daigie. How do you say his Daigie. name? Daigie. 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 I couldn't even remember. I can't say anything right today. Daigie. You know, he's a good quarterback. And and most importantly, I, I just think Neil Brown is, is the real deal. Like, I, I think that guy, everything he's done at West Virginia so far mirrors what Matt Rule did at Baylor to a point. And you've got one of the Stills brothers back. Um, you've got almost your entire defensive and offensive playmakers back. Um, I, it is, uh, and, and it's, uh, well, it is at home, right? So right. you've got that going for you. I just, I don't, I don't think we, I don't think we get that game, man. Yeah, I, I, so I, I think we do get this game because I, I know that West Virginia is returning a lot of production, but. I don't, similar to Sanders, man, I don't think I have a lot of confidence in Daigie either. So I, I think similar to stopping Spencer Sanders, I think we can stop 
the West Virginia in Jared Dagey. So I, I think I've got that as a win. So my, my, I'm, I'm pointing out him coming back because it's some consistency. Their defense is going to be when we talk about the, the best, best defenses, defenses in the Big, Big 12, Twelve. Yeah, that it's going to be, it's going to be us. And it's going to be West Virginia. And, Don't sleep on you know, OU. Probably Oklahoma, and I, I was, I was going to say probably <laughs> Oklahoma, and and you know, uh, uh, TCU will have something to say about that as well. Yeah, but yeah. Um, this defense could could be the only defense we face that's as dynamic as ours, and uh, it's very good. I don't, I don't know, man. I like, I like their head coach a lot, okay. a lot. Okay. So, uh, let's move on to BYU then. Um, this is kind of a fun game because we get Grimes and Mateos from BYU, so it's so like that. funny. It's it's really funny. Um, and then uh, BYU, man, they are like the cupboard is empty. They they right. lost a, they lost everything. Um, right. So I, I think this is going to be a win for us, ju- just from that standpoint. I agree. Okay. I agree. I've got this as a green game. Yeah. Uh, must win, have to win, should win. Homecoming, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. For 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 all the reasons that that that's a win. So for sure. So let's see. At this point, you'd have us five and five two. Five and two, man. Five and two. And, one game and, away from bowl bowl eligibility, I'd, man. I'd have us. I would have us four and three. So which is hey, still right there, still right there. Um, all right. Sure. So Texas, Texas. Here comes the. Um, so go ahead, go ahead. I, th- this is sorry to talk over you. No, no, no. I'm so excited. This is the pivot point in the season. This is it. Texas at home. I'm ready to boo louder than I've ever oh, booed man, in my life right, right. for anything. And then TCU in Fort Worth. This is because I can literally see those two games going anyway. Oh man, I I, I can see us sweeping both these games. They're gonna be fun. I can see us sweeping with this game. I can see us losing, losing both yeah, of these games. Yeah, for sure. And TCU is not going to be that good this year, but they play us. Like, they always play us. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I... Uh, I actually think so, TCU is going to take a jump this year. I don't buy... To that point. Their, why am just, I forgetting everybody's saying. names today? What is their quarterback's name? Uh, D- Duggan? Mac Duggan. 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 I don't right? buy Duggan, dude. I don't oh, buy I'm him. buying him. I'm buying him, dude. I don't, you let him in rushing. Listen, I understand that. Listen, listen, (laughs) let me, I'm going to use this phrase. And if you want to cut it out of the final episode, that could be your discretion. But my friends and I were talking a couple weeks ago about white guy quarterback adjectives. And it's the words we only use for like the short, like uh, underdog, like white quarterback in college football. Gritty. Gritty, tough, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Baller, gamer, right? And 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 listen, I just did it for four years with Charlie Brewer, right? Like I understand, like like I'm not I'm not criticizing. It's uh, not that it's wrong. Who, it wasn't wrong though. And I'm and and the dude is those things. I have not seen him prove that he can be a great quarterback. Like Fair I just enough. I I I think he is a good athlete who makes things happen. I I don't I think the C, I'll just say this I think the ceiling for TCU while he is the quarterback is much lower than it has been in the past. Okay. Because I don't think he's the guy to take them super far. So so go on. All the, that to say, yeah, go on the record here, man. Go on the record here. Texas okay, and so TCU my, wins wins and loss. I'll literally show you again on my piece of paper because I've got a cop out. That's what I said. All right, one and one. So I I'm Fair not going to pick either game individually. I will. You we think will we'll split. split. Though. I think we'll split, and okay. I maybe I'm only doing that because I'm so uncertain about both. 
Um, myself, like, and I can't decide which game I want to win more, Travis. Because I, I really want to just, I, I think it is Texas, but that, but that hurts me because I, there, there have been years where I've said we can go one and one and uh, eleven this year, and if we beat TCU, that's all I need. Like I've said that in the past, mm-hmm. right? Because I hate them. Mm-hmm. Um, As we but all now, but now it might be Texas. It might I, be I, Texas. I think it's Texas because of the uh, recent ongoings. Yeah, for sure. So I think we'll, I think we'll go. I think we'll split that. But I really like this is where Baylor season could get really interesting if you win both those. Games. I mean, you're you're exactly right. You're exactly right. Yeah, and your point about this being like kind of a turning point in the season. I mean, you're exactly right because you know we could either be have four or five wins coming into Texas TCU, and you're right. If we beat Texas and TCU going into the OU game at home, that. That's gonna be a nationally televised night game. Like you would hope. It, you, you would, well, hope. You would yeah. hope. But I mean, whoo, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. But that that's exciting. But that being said, I, I have us losing both of those games. Mm. Yeah, I do. I do. I do. Does um, Texas have a quarterback? I've heard they have a quarterback. Who is it's probably that kid who be, came in for Ellinger last year. I can't even remember his name. I think it's gonna be uh, Thompson. Casey Thompson. Okay, right? That's right. Right? Dude, isn't that it? I just never. They've got another new head coach. I mean, Texas is on a cycle at this point. It's it's four years per head coach, a bunch of really average to slightly above average quarterbacks. You know how I felt about Sam Ellinger last <laughs> year. Um, I just, man, I I uh, I'm not sure. I I think I think we can get that game. I think we can get that game. All right, so at this point, let's see what I've got. I've got us at five and four. Yeah. You've got us at what? Also five and five four. Five and four. Point. Okay. So yeah. we're five and four going into OU. I don't I don't I don't think we can beat OU. No that's, way. That's gonna be a loss. No They're way. Really, really, really good. You ready for my hot take? Yes. Hit me with like it. Like this this is spicy hot. This is this is the trademark spicy hot take of the season. at the end of the season. We will call Spencer Rattler the best Oklahoma quarterback in in the past, uh, maybe ever. Oh my! I think he's better than oh Baker. My. I think he's better than Kyler. Oh, I he's Kyler. definitely better. He's already better than Jalen Hurts. Oh, I love Kyler. I love Kyler too. Um, and there's no doubt like Kyler will forever be more dynamic uh, as a ball carrier. But dude, Spencer Rattler is. And I should not use this comparison because this comp is overused, but he is Pat Mahomes. Like, bro flicks his wrist and the ball goes eighty yards sweet. in two seconds. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. Like, I I just uh, you know he's already kind of the consensus number one overall pick for the next draft, barring something weird. I just I really think like in terms of throwing the football, I think he's more talented than any any of the guys they've had, and. uh it's yeah, I don't think that's crazy at all. Yeah, so that's that's kind of my hot take. I think by the end of the year, like Oklahoma fans will be saying, "We'll be oh, like, yeah, he's wow, be- yeah, he's yeah. better than Baker." Like yeah. I, I really like, I think he's that good. So yeah, yeah. Um, okay, all right. So it lost to OU there, yep. and then we got Kansas State and we got Tech to finish out the year. I think we win both those games. I think we finish the year strong and uh, win both those games, get into bowl eligibility. They believe that puts us at seven, one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four, plus three is seven. Yeah. So I've got a set seven and what is that? Seven and five, man. Seven and five. 
I think Kansas State is interesting, though, because if Skylar Thompson can stay healthy, like, remember last year, they started the year 4-1 and one with a win over OU. And then Skylar went down, they lost the last five games. So yeah. I, I think Kansas State is one of the bigger question marks for me this year, just because I think they can be really good with Thompson and Deuce Vaughn. I, I really do. So, mm. But I do think we win that game. Um, and then moving to Tech, man, I, I, they might, I think they're going to finish second to last Tech in, in the Big 12. So I think we're going to beat Tech. Yeah, I, I've got both of those marked down as wins as well. Um, Talk to me about K-State. You seemed... I'm, I'm just thinking through what... You, you're making some good points. I had that as a green game. Mm-hmm. As like a... Like, we have to win it. We'll definitely win it. Yeah. Because uh, I don't... I just don't see them being that good this season. But you've made some good points. And it's in Manhattan, right? And um, if if there's... Uh, you know... To be fair, this is fresh on my mind. I just scouted K-State today. And nice. I was like, wow, they start they started the year four and one with a win over yeah, OU and, I, and TCU. I, and I was like, whoa. I had forgotten whoa. that. Truthfully. Yeah. I had forgot I had forgotten that because it just by the end of the season they weren't that. And and uh they, they but could, you're right. They could turn heads this year, man. Because Kleiman right. Kleiman's gonna have the best offensive line he's and had. He's a great since, coach. And he's a great coach. So Yeah. I, man, they could they could surprise some people this year. And yet we're both sitting here talking real good about him and we've marked that as a W. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I agree, tech tech is uh and I like their head coach too, but that's it, being in Waco helps. And uh, they just don't, they're just, they just have not been getting a lot of talent up there lately, man. Yeah, I don't know what the deal they, is. While, while Baylor and TCU, as smaller schools, continue to get, you know, not, not Texas level talent, but, you know, I think the current recruiting class for Baylor is ranked 24. We're, is that I right? mean, we're up there. I think I we're mean, top 25. Baylor and TCU keep getting really, really talented guys, and Tech just struggles with that. They do. So I, I think, and we're talking about how good Baylor's defense can be. I think that can get you a win against Texas Tech. So, I've also so therefore I, I also have a seven and five based on kind of how I drew out this color coding thing. I think our floor is five and seven. Yeah. If we Same. if we win let if we win less than five games. You don't start asking questions about Aranda's job like it's too early, but you start asking questions about. I think so. I, mean, I, I think so. It's uh, he's I not. Think, he doesn't go to the hot seat, but you start thinking about the hot seat. I you think. start asking questions. Y- you I mean, do. You, you do. You can't. You cannot. When you start three and zero, you cannot finish the season with four. Yeah, that's like, a really we, good point. Y- 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 so I, I just really think, and I, like I said, I think there outside of Oklahoma, I don't think there's a given in the Big Twelve this year. I think everybody's got holes. Everybody, including us, like we don't have a quarterback. Dude, currently. yeah. So who knows what we're I mean, I'm I'm talking like we can just roll in and win all these games. We we, I'm I am counting on one of those guys stepping up and being a legit starting quarterback. Same. Um, Same. I'm making that assumption in these picks, right? So I think five and seven is my floor, and uh, my ceiling would be ten and two based on how I co- coded these games. <laughs> we will not go. We will not. Don't nobody get on Twitter and say Scotty said we're going. Scotty said we're getting ten wins. Um. In, in fact, before I sat down today and, and went through game by game, I, I was telling everybody six and six. Yeah. And then going through the games, I said, you know what? We can go seven and five. So I, I think yeah. – um, I'm right there with you, man. I think I think the floor is five, five wins. I, I think the ceiling's like eight. So – Yeah, I, that's I think, fair. I, yeah, I think we're right there. I think we're right there. And, and Totally. Yeah. Um, and, that's a, and that's a win, right? Because let's be honest, like I, I think last year is a mulligan. Like with, with the – no spring. We were the only team in the Big 12 with a new coaching staff. 
then we had games canceled. Then it turns out that Larry Fedora was awful. Awful. Which, which everyone's like, well, yeah. But nobody saw that coming before the season started. Everybody <sighs> thought that was a great hire, and then it just turned into a train wreck. So last season is not, you know, um, indicative of what this coaching staff and this team can yes. do. And so I think this year is a good like like th- let's let's treat this more as a year one, and if you get bowl eligible in year one with this new coaching staff, I think you feel pretty good about oh, where you're at in the future. Sure. And you know, I-, I hope that whoever the quarterback turns out to be um, turns out to be really good, and then you have a multi year starter again. You know, and it's and you've got a guy that goes into this spring with the job and some confidence and that's you know, the hope. I just think it's, it's up from here. Yeah, so that's the hope. So, Hey, we'll see what we get. Um, I think we'll make a bowl. Um, Me too. Hey, we'll see what we get. Me too. Me too. And I'm going. We'll, we'll see on, on I'm going, end. we'll see. I, dude, where it is. I have to like going to the sugar bowl was simultaneously like one of the most fun things I've ever done. And then one of the most frustrating things I've ever done <laughs> because we struggled so badly in that game. And uh, and I really thought going in we had a shot. I really I did. did. I and did then too. it was just rough. Yeah, so it was. like I need I need I need one of those seven and five style bowl games where it's just two teams that are happy to be there yes. and wanna and wanna like kick each other's ass. Yes. And and you really don't know who's gonna win. Yes, you just, just feel fun. the passion and you're just like, and, Yes, man. Yeah, man. For that's sure. what I <laughs> I love that. So that's 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 what I'm really hoping for. Adam. I love that. You know. Anyway, bro. Well, hey man, thanks for getting on. I enjoyed it. Sorry, it was long winded. I guess we should figure then it, when it's me and you, that's what it's going to be. Um, I didn't think it was long winded at all. Well, good. Then you're welcome. <laughs> well, thank you, sir. Oh my gosh. Hey man, this is fun. Uh, I wish you so much luck and happiness and joy thanks, man. in in this role and. Uh, you know where I'm at. If you want to bring me back at some point, for sure, man. Tell me, tell me what you need. And uh, for those of you listening, I'm gonna. I've already texted Travis. I've, I've got a couple of guys I'd like to get on an interview if I can, if I can convince them to talk to me. So there may be some content down the road, but let's hope. Anyway, excited for football season, man. Yes, finally able to talk to football. This is the most fun time of the year for sure. Fall, ready for some football. Football, baby. everything. We're excited. I'm so. ready for. High school football. I'm ready for Baylor football. I'm ready for fantasy football, and I'm oh, ready for fantasy. And I'm ready for Dallas Cowboys football. And by week two, I will regret that final. <laughs> I'm a Green Bay fan, so um, I'm pretty pumped that Rodgers decided to come back. I was gonna say, have fun on the farewell tour. Yeah, right? it's last year, man. Last year, so <laughs> Super Bowl or bust. Super Bowl or bust. So. Thank you once again to Paul Catalina of Sikkim 365 Radio. Thank you again to Scotty Swingler. I'm sure we will be hearing more from Scotty throughout the year. Guys, we got college football action this weekend. I know Baylor isn't playing, but we still got some football. We still got some football. Look out next week. I'm going to have that Texas State Scout episode out. And we're going to talk about what I expect to see from the Bears on the field. And hopefully we can get things rolling this season. As always, guys, Sikkim Bears. The Please Bear With Me podcast was created by Scotty Swingler, is hosted and produced by Travis Corley, in affiliation with 247 Sports and Bears Illustrated.